1-855-453-5254321. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Well, best Christmas ever, I have to say. The little granddaughter came and she's just starting to say grandpa and it's just it was just great. Just great to not think about the world and all of the rest of it. So now we're going to the regular normal news. Okay, Dr. Fauci assures kids that Santa received the COVID-19 vaccine before traveling worldwide, so whatever you got on Christmas, it's safe to play with. I'm glad you, in case you didn't know that. Okay, Kyle Kirsch explains how to build a successful business in real estate from Economic Econo Times. And again, I'm just bringing this up because of the wide array of People mentioning mail as one of the main marketing ideas. Okay, he founded Kirch Realty at 25, or over 80 real estate agents, completion of thousands of transactions. Have a good business plan, establish a real estate LLC, you know, plan your marketing strategy. And in that point, he says, Marketing is a multifaceted area, and when, you're, and when you're just starting business, it will likely include things like finally settling on a logo, creating a mission statement. But once the foundation is set, it's time to start reaching out to potential customers. Successful marketing strategies in the 21st century must use a variety of mediums to communicate with potential customers. And then he says, consider taking advantage of direct mail, especially to the local area in which you're established in order to and to older clientele, if, if applicable. Then he mentions email, social media, bandit signs, and uh, having a big strategy. Now, um, I should say one of the when my sister-in-law started her uh, seamstress business, I actually suggested that she use uh, the postal services. Uh, got an every door direct, and that she create a little mailer. I helped with that. And it worked out really well for her uh, getting launched. You know, have a coupon they can bring in so that they can see it. I think uh, even some of the realtors, and, you know, I know a dozen at least, I'd say, in my neighborhood. (laughs) It's a nice neighborhood. We'll send out little, you know, this this house near you is for sale for X. And I'm listing it. And that is a really nice little tickler to say you know gee maybe it's time to cash out on mine and um, you know because I used to sell real estate advertising and one of the and more than one many real estate agents said getting listings is the most important thing Uh, it's having people entrust you with their property to to market it means that you're gonna get a cut even if you have nothing to do with it basically (laughs) And what could be better than that? So, uh, also, it promotes the property you're trying to sell. So, or you know, it it could you could put you could put listed properties in your neighborhood, and you can do it all with every door direct means postage, which can be up to about half of the cost of a mailing, uh, is much much more affordable if you do that kind of. There's little territories that they'll you know you can get a map and it'll show you the territories within a zip code. And pick the neighborhood that you think has the most promise, the most money. Uh, you know, drive around. You can pretty much tell. You don't need a, a you don't need a, a, a 
a master's in business to figure out which neighborhoods you might want to work the most in. Okay, so I just wanted to, this is a good article, worth reading, probably good sound advice for anybody wanting to start a business. Um, so go to WDMA.org and subscribe, and then the show notes every day are available marked up. You get the marked up, which will also get you to the article if you need it. Um, but you'll see my notes, and um, you'll get the full banana, which is always nice. I thought this one was good, and we'll wrap up with this one. This is from my friend uh, my friend Ruth Stevens, and she's at NYU and real smart. And um, she, she points out that um, AdAge recently said, the data strategy must be the CMO's top priority. Data is the new oil that fuels marketing today you know I think of it more like coal and the reason is because the energy content is low and it mostly is more like oil shale probably which means that you've got to process it a lot to get value out of it with oil shale they basically start a fire with the oil shale they 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 pull some out and then they and with the fire they make steam and they pump the steam down into the oil shale field, and that melts the oil, leaving the sand behind. And it's kind of opposite of fracking. And they get more than they, it takes to keep the fire going. So they use some of it to keep the fire going and some of it to, to uh, liquefy the oil shale, and that's how they do it. And uh, there's a lot of oil shale in the world. The Germans actually figured out a way to do that. They figured that out back in World War II because they had no natural oil fields. Um, but the point is is that there's, there's a lot of processing involved in data. And uh, we used to call it that, data processing. We used to call the computer guys, the IT guys, the analytical guys. We used to just call them data processing. Go down to data processing and get this report done. Okay, and so the question is, are marketers really comfortable with data? And I would say a resounding no. And to the extent that they use data, oftentimes, you know, I was talking with a guy who did car marketing, and he said he put together this whole analysis of mid-range cars and the demographics that bought them, and uh, he did it in a presentation for some Northwest Dealers Association. And they said, but is this specific to Seattle? Or is this... (coughs) Excuse me. We can edit that out. Is this specific to our region? Is this specific to our brand of cars? And they could always ask more data and that, or more questions of the data. And that's one of the fallbacks that marketers do quite often. They just back up and fold their arms and say, yes, but does this, is this really apply? And this gets back to my article on never enough data to make a decision, that um, all data is historical and all data is probably built with something else in mind. So you'll never get enough data to make a decision because it'll never, even if it were exactly specific to your needs, it still doesn't tell you what tomorrow's going to bring. So the first principle of data is you need to make decisions, and data can help. But waiting for the right data will freeze you, and you won't get anywhere. That's something that, to say to, that isn't included in this. Get some inspiration. There's plenty of good books about data. 
I highly recommend my spinning straw into gold. I don't have a copy handy, but it's available at migmar.com or amazon.com. John Miglosh, you look for that, you'll find spinning straw into gold, an executive guide to making money with data. It's not, it's not what you think. And what I built was based on 150 years of work of direct mail people making money with data and then applying machine learning and, and uh, analytics to it. And so it explains a lot of these principles. Don't panic. There's plenty of help around. Most of it in marketing is segmentation and targeting, and then there's predictive analytics. All of these things are covered in my 100-page book. Very simple. Modeling uses past behavior. Let's underline that, to predict future behavior. And to the extent that the past is like the future, you're good. And to the extent it's different, you're terrible. The data becomes completely irrelevant, which is the case that we had this spring with coronavirus. <clears throat> now, that isn't to say it didn't work. A lot of things did work. But you need somebody that's been through significant downturns to know how to make the adjustments. Okay, most of it is pretty simple arithmetic. That's the way I look at it, even though... Most marketing people don't even want to know what I do. They just want to beat control. Make friends with the analysts. I would say the people at Heimacher Schlemmer were the best I ever worked with. And uh, they really wanted to understand what we did. Um, perhaps because some of the other modelers they'd worked with didn't tell them what they did. They, they kept it secret. Uh, if your mar marketing modeler is keeping it all secret, I'd say find a new one. Um, and also find somebody who understands business because if all they're doing is statistics, it's likely that it is causing as much trouble as it's solving. Dip your toe into the big stuff. Eh, big data, you know, it's, it's great. If you watch the webinar, big data as a, as a search term has gone up and then gone down. And it's down to nothing right now. Because the more data you have, the more spurious correlations you'll have. And it'll be harder to figure out what's going on, not easier. So try to get good data. Try to get data that you know is true. And then work from there. And also, try to use data as the observation phase. If you remember the scientific method, it starts with observation. Then hypothesis. Then test. Okay, Go in that order. Use the data for the observation. Always always say, how can we validate? How can we confirm this? How can we test this in the real world? And that's the key to making money with data. So, thank you, Ruth. Excellent article. I still recommend my book, Spinning Straw into Gold. Available at Migmar.com. Have a great day. Like and share. Happy New Year. Bye-bye.